Welcome to the Weekly Warrior Podcast. My name is Connor. I'll be your host this week. This week on the podcast, we're interviewing Lynn, who is a yogi, mom of three, and a grad school coach who works with low-income first-generation students. Lynn is also a personal friend. She's a meditation guru and a natural developer. She has the rare ability to be real and raw with people and can plant the seeds people need to get past hangups so they can start to elevate their existence. If you want to meditate but have no idea where to begin, if you used to meditate and want to re-enter your practice, or if you're serious about making meditation an ongoing part of your life, Lynn is the person you want by your side every step of the way. I hope you enjoy this week's podcast. Hey, Lynn. Hi, Connor. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. I am very excited. It's my first podcast. Yay, I'm excited too. So, <laughs> Lynn, I'm a little nervous, but I'm trying not to be. That's okay. So, Lynn, I thought of you this morning. Yes. So, I was looking in the mirror at my eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> so, for you guys out there, Lynn and I use our eyebrows as a barometer of self-care. <laughs> I desperately need to go get my eyebrows done. <laughs> you know, that's so funny, Connor, because absolutely every time I like look at my eyebrows, I think of you. Yes, I know. <laughs> yeah, And I think I might need to get mine done as well. I splurged and actually went to the salon and had them uh, do me up and uh -huh. it was so nice it was really nice it was a nice little treat and so I think I might do that again yeah we should let's go we should go together all right <laughs> okay awesome. so Lynn is here today she's going to talk with us about meditation which is going to be a great topic Lynn I am really really curious about how you got started or introduced to meditation and I was wondering if you could share your personal story with us on how you got started. Sure, absolutely. As a matter of fact, I just shared my story yesterday with my scholars. Um, and so I, had, I went down in my basement to resurrect a cassette tape. Oh, <laughs> Really, um, when I think about it, I'm like, oh, it must be related to yoga. So I actually took a, my first yoga class. Oh, it was about 18 years ago when I was living in Boston. So mm -hmm. about thousand. And that was really like kind of an exposure to just sort of this idea of breathing and movement and kind of just to focus in on the breath. Um, because really yoga is a moving meditation. However, it occurred to me that um, a year out of college before I went to grad school, I spent a year in DC and there's a ton of cool free things in DC. And I I actually went to some kind of little session uh, from a gentleman uh, named Sam Booker, who, who did a little intro on meditation, and I have his cassette tape. <laughs> That's so cool. Um, that would have been circa 94. Uh, yeah, so that's hilarious. And I remember using that cassette tape, I developed an intense fear of flying. This was during grad school. And I flew to Mexico with my boyfriend, Carlos. And I listened to that cassette tape on my Walkman. And I knew if I listened to the thing for like four times through, I, we would like be there. And, and it like helped me get through the, the flight, which was not even bad, but I like was so like anxious. So yeah, that's a kind of a a funny story. So fast forward then, um, really it wasn't until I had, uh, I started dealing with some depression mm -hmm. and uh, getting some help, went to a therapist and my therapist gave me a book called Mindfulness Through, De the no, Mindful Way Through Depression. Okay. Um, there's several authors, but John Kabat-Zinn is one of the primary authors. And that's my introduction to Dr. John Kabat-Zinn, who is really um, credited with helping bring meditation more into mainstream. And so um, through that book, I started exploring a little bit more and it really helped me kind of get through some of the depression stuff and it grew from there. Okay. So yoga was your gateway drug. To meditation. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Can you tell us, so I know you just did a meditation certification. Yes. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So um, let me just give you a little more piece of the story. So um, my therapist giving me that book uh, really um, helped me explore a little bit more. But really, it wasn't until, let's see, this would be about three years ago now, my friend Michelle Whitney, who is um, a meditation teacher here in our local town, Mount Pleasant, Michigan. (gasps) Yes, Michelle has, she read my astrology chart for me. Yes, Michelle is multifaceted, wonderful individual. Mm -hmm. And so she uh, basically said that she was going to be going to the Red Bloom Yoga Studio and and sitting in the morning a couple times a week. And if anyone wanted to join her to sit in meditation together uh, for 30 minutes, I was like, 30 minutes. Oh my goodness. Um, and this was, and actually some of my students had, had hooked in as well. And it was amazing because of this whole idea of, you know, sitting together, it really is helpful because it, you know, provides some accountability. And that summer where I was doing it consistently uh, with Michelle with, you know, and she definitely helped like me learn just some basic techniques, um, helped me develop a consistency that I was like, oh, this is really cool. And this is where I really started to like, feel some of the benefits. And so now once, once we kind of fell out of that routine, um, it's, it was a little more challenging, but I always knew I'm like, okay, I really want to use this as a tool, especially in relation to my work with students. And that's where I basically ran, I say randomly, I randomly saw an ad on Instagram, uh, advertising a meditation teacher training with Susan Piver and Mm -hmm. Jenna Hollenstein. Um, but I guess nothing's random, right? So it obviously knows that I'm like into meditation, mindfulness, yoga. And so that's why that Instagram ad popped up for me. <laughs> and so I jumped on it, not really knowing a whole lot about Susan Piver. Uh, she is amazing. She is the creator of the Open Heart Project. You can easily find her online. She's written a number of books. Um, and so she's been teaching meditation for, oh, I think over 20 years. And so recently completed a certification with her and Jenna. Um, It was a wonderful opportunity. There were about 30. She runs the class two times a year. Um, So for anyone who might be interested, you can look that up. Uh, We had, I think, about 35 of us all around the country and and a lot of Canadians and so on. And it was just a wonderful experience. And we really were able to not only deepen our own practice, but obviously obviously learn how to share the practice with others. Oh, I love that. So the universe invited you to this meditation certification via Instagram. <laughs> it, yeah, Instagram. Yes. it was speaking. <laughs> <laughs> so Lynn, for those of us out there that aren't super familiar with meditation, can you tell us what is meditation? And then secondly, what isn't meditation? Yeah, absolutely. So meditation is, it means that you have to climb up the side of a mountaintop and sit in a really <laughs> convoluted position and <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and sit there for hours on end and not think any thoughts. No, I'm totally joking. Um, it's so funny though, just some of the, you know, ideas that kind of come to mind when you think about meditation, right? Um, meditation, and let me just preface this by saying that I am really just fresh with all of this. I am just learning. So I am by no means an expert. However, with my reading and my, my training, um, you know, I can share that meditation is something that's been around for thousands of years. So the practice that we learned called shamatha, and it comes from a Buddhist, uh, Tibetan lineage, um, you know, has been around since I I think like 2,500 years ago. So it's something that has been part, a part of like many different cultures. And in essence, meditation is really, um, it's, it's synchronizing your body and your mind by paying attention to something other than your thoughts. And so the most simple way to think about it is to substitute your discursive mind. So, you know, those that ticker tape, you know, your, your mind is always going, going, going. So it's substituting that for another object of attention. So 
at the base, that really is what meditation is. Meditation is not any sort of religion. Um, mm -hmm. It doesn't have any sort of religious connotation. You don't have to worship a certain God or anything like that. Um, and so I think some people might, you know, wonder, it's like, oh, do, do I have to become a Buddhist to practice meditation? And the answer is no, absolutely not. Uh, many people from all walks of life and all different sorts of faith uh, practice meditation for ver various reasons. And everyone is able to basically sit and breathe. And that's what we're doing. <laughs> yes, it's way more simple. So I fell into that common misconception of I thought you had to go to a meditation class and sit and meditate for 30 minutes to an hour. And that was meditation. Yep. But it's yep. much simpler than that. And I liked how you described it as kind of paying attention to your body and your mind. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So you just want to... Right. Yes. You, you want to be able to let go of, of that constant flow of thoughts. So it's not that we're making our thoughts go away, but it's rather you're choosing a focal point. So, so again, in this particular technique that I learned, we choose the breath and, and that's easy because the breath is always, you know, with us. It's something that we just do naturally. Um, you know, again, many other forms of meditation. So it, for instance, you might choose something like a candle to focus on, or there are some techniques out there that that you would focus on uh, sound oh, or a okay. mantra, right? So there's so many different kinds. So it's just like by, by choosing something to focus on, you're able to let go of, of the focus on your thoughts. Oh, so let's go with that. Uh, tell me yeah. more. How would, let's do this. Uh, I want to hear more about some of those techniques. And yes. can you explain how to use those techniques as a beginner? So how would one get started with meditation? Yes, absolutely. Um, so uh, let, let me just say this. I think that it's meditation is becoming uh, an easier sell, if you will, just because it is more mainstream. Um, I think that uh, you hear more and more people kind of like, you know, talking about it and you hear many of the benefits of it. So just with today's, you know, we're so distracted by so many things, you know, all of us are so busy, we have so many mm -hmm. responsibilities. And so for you to be able to institute a practice that could help you actually focus and concentrate, right, and to maybe reduce some of your stress and anxiety, um, and also even do things like sleep better at night, right, it's actually kind of an enticing thing that you might wish to explore. And so I think that curiosity is the first step. So just being curious about, uh, you know, there's lots of different tools and healthy habits that you can, you know, make part of your life and meditation would you know, potentially be one of those. So just having that curiosity of like, oh, you know, could this be something that would be uh, useful to me um, would be step number one. And then making sure that when you do move toward um, establishing a practice for yourself, you want to just start slow. And so you don't want to go in and be like, yes, I'm going to do this every day for the rest of my life, but rather, uh, you know, be a little uh, realistic in terms of let's just start with something that's doable for right now, for this day, for this week. Um, and so starting with, you know, I'm going to try out five minutes a day for the next couple of weeks, I think is always a great place to start because that's definitely, I think, something, you know, we can all probably find five minutes a day. Um, you want to be able to find a place that you can meditate. So not that it has to be completely quiet. Um, I think that we should make meditation just part of our regular daily life. Um, but you want to definitely, you know, find a place where you can feel comfortable um, and make it a place that, you know, you are going to do your meditation. Um, choosing a particular time of the day, uh, we always talk about consistency is much more important in terms of your the duration that you're doing. So, um, you know, picking a time of the day that you can at least try to be consistent. So for some people, mornings might be 
you know, easier. Other people might find that an evening time might might work better. So for me, I know I try to do at least somewhere between 10 and 20 minutes a day, and it usually happens around eight o'clock in the morning. Um, so kind of trying to pick a day, or excuse me, a time of day, and then just committing yourself at the outset, right? So not only being like, okay, I'd like to explore this practice, but also when you actually sit down to meditate, saying to yourself, you know, now is my time to practice, everything else can wait, right? And, and then really, you know, if, if you, as you progress, and you skip a day here and there, you know, you don't need to beat yourself up about it at all. So just being gentle with yourself, letting yourself experience it as you are, and, and then just kind of, you know, keep going from there. And then two other pieces of advice would be to find perhaps a friend who is interested in exploring meditation um, because when you have other people, and like I mentioned with Michelle, like that was so helpful just to be able to sit with someone and we had other people join the group and it was really a lovely experience because we were experimenting together and helping each other be accountable of like, yes, we're, we're choosing to do this practice and we are going to meet at this time for these days. And, and that was really great. Oh, I love that. So just to recap, I liked the steps that you gave us. So you said it starts with curiosity. So just kind of exploring exactly what we're doing now. So what is meditation? Start slow, be realistic. I liked your recommendation of starting with just five minutes. Yes. And then I love what you said about find a place and a time so this helps a lot. Our Lynn, our good friend, Laura, yes. she, she describes her place. She has a place in her house and she calls it her nest. So Laura, <laughs> Laura has a meditation practice that she does every morning. She says that everyone should have a nest and they should visit it every day. And so I love, I love that you said find a place and a time and that helps with consistency. So Connor, I'm just going to interject and yes. say that Laura is also a meditation teacher for me and, and she is doing cutting edge work by teaching young people, uh, elementary uh, school children, um, mindfulness and meditation. And she is just absolutely wonderful. And so I love that you, you um, told us about Laura's setup. Yep. She's amazing. She's an amazing human. Yes. Um, Lynn, so you talked about, okay, finding a place and time is helpful with developing consistency. Can you tell me why is consistency important with your practice? Right. So it's, it's like anything, right? So, uh, so Connor, you and I, obviously, we work out together um, at CrossFit. And so, you know, when we, we try to do exercise on a regular basis to build strong muscles and uh, to help ourselves feel good. And, um, and, and so, so really what we're doing with meditation by sitting with ourselves, being with ourselves as we are focusing in on the breath and simply breathing, uh, we are training our the muscle of our mind <laughs> and so that that really is what we're doing and so it's like anything a little bit every day is going to then then all of a sudden you're gonna you're gonna start to see these things show up in your life and who knows I mean it, it's different for every person so you may find that you you know um, react less to maybe a stressful situation or that's the beauty of it so it's not like you're gonna be sitting in meditation and be like oh yeah I'm feeling all these great benefits like right now as I'm in the practice because your practice could really suck mm -hmm. <laughs> in that, you know, your head might be going, you know, a million miles an hour and that is okay because you are practicing. And, and so it's just, it's just like anything. It's like little bit, little bit, little bit, and, and you will find that it will take you, um, you know, not to sound, sound cliche, but take you on a journey, you know, and, and it's, and, and that's where the curiosity is. It's like, I, I'm not sure where the journey might go but I would love to see where that goes. So Lynn, tell me about how meditation, how you found meditation to carry over into other aspects of your life. So what benefits have you gotten from having a consistent practice? 
Right. Um, <laughs> you know, it's amazing, uh, really. And, and I, again, am not someone who's been meditating for 20 years. Uh, and so per my teacher training, um, as I mentioned, we, we definitely focused on our own practice um, and sharing as a group and, and helping to our, ourselves deepen that. So I've been pretty consistent here for the past couple of months. And like I said, I shoot for, ideally I'd like to do 20 minutes a day. Um, as a group, we were doing as much as 30 minutes a day, but some days I might just do 10. And there are still some days when I might skip. Um, but having been more consistent, uh, I actually wrote a little post about this. Like I was driving and we have like some really busy thoroughfares here in town that can be a little stressful with traffic, especially when all the students are still here in town. And I just noticed that my hands on the steering wheel were more relaxed. And I actually just noticed the sensation of my hands on the steering wheel. And it was, it might just sound weird to use that as an example, but um, when, when, when you're working with the practice like meditation, like, I, I don't know, I just feel like that is, is, is like so indicative of you just becoming more in tune with yourself not only your mind, but your body and, and, and being able to be like, oh, yeah, there's a lot of traffic around, but I am relaxed and, and my, I'm noticing the grip. And I don't know, I just, I, that just was really like profound to me uh, recently. In general, um, you know, I definitely balance a lot of things, a uh, full-time job and we've got three kids and there's a lot of logistics that go into that, a little crazy. And, <laughs> and so I'm also a person that really likes calm and order. And when you have kids, that is not always the, the case. And I find that my meditation helps me just be okay with what is. So even when the house is chaotic, especially in the evening when we're, you know, they're trying to get down to bed and all of that, or we're, you know, trying to get through dinner and sports and all this stuff. Like I find that even though I want to try to control everything around me and be like, okay, no, 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 this, this needs to like happen here and this needs to be cleaned up. And like, this is, you know, all this stuff. Like I can just simply let go easier. I can just be like, okay, this is fine. And I, I just find myself going into my breath uh, more naturally. I would say that's another thing um, related to that because then I'm just like, okay, I could just ease, more easily let go of, of whatever might be troubling, if that makes sense. Yes. I love what you said. You said it allows me to be okay with what is and yes. just let go. So it seems yes. like a lot of benefits that you've gotten is – it helps you release tension, you're more in tune with your body, and you're able to let go. So you don't get hung up on little things that arise throughout the day. Right. And it's so, yeah, and there's just so much always swirling around. Like, I, I find that I'm just more... Um, I don't know. I'm just more at ease. Yes. I like that. Uh, you said something about connecting to your breath and mm -hmm. we, we laugh and joke about this at CrossFit all the time <laughs> because you and I really like to breathe or exhale that, uh, I'm going to say umami and that's not it. What is it? What's the breath called? The Ujjayi? Ujjayi breath. Yes. <laughs> Ujjayi breath. Yeah. So we talk about that at CrossFit because you and I really like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny too. Just, you know, it all relates, right? The, the breathing, the, the breath work that you do say, even on the yoga mat related to the breath work that I'm doing in meditation related to the breath work that we do when we are rowing a lot of meters or we're doing a heavy lift, like it definitely all kind of comes together. And yeah, I think like the more that you're just practicing that, like it just becomes even more of a natural way of being like in, or, or like when I'm even like working on my computer, right. Um, sometimes I'll just have my headphones in not necessarily listening to music, but I can hear myself breathing more. And I find that I, I use my breath to even calm myself and help focus like when I'm trying to do work too. Mm, yes. It's very, we use, you use the breath as a tool of centering, right? Yes, yes. absolutely. 
Lynn, can you tell me in your personal practice with meditation, what obstacles have you faced and how have you kind of navigated those obstacles? Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see. Obstacles. Um, well, I know that in our, in our teacher training, like we, we talk about uh, some very distinct opt- obstacles related to um, being, you know, just sort of this time element, right. Of, of being, uh, too busy in a sense, or thinking that we're too busy, that we, it's hard to insert a daily practice like that. Um, and, and some of it can, can relate to, uh, you know, even being lazy, right. In the sense that, uh, you know, there's so many things that you're like, Oh, you know, are good for you. Like you should do, but you end up not doing them anyway. Um, so I, I definitely, have struggled with that myself, like feeling like, okay, how can I make this work? Especially when I'm off of, off of a schedule. So I mentioned it was much easier when my friend was saying, let's do this on these days at this time. And when it's up to me, it, it has been more of a challenge. And so even on a day like, okay, say school is canceled, right? We had all these school cancellations with snow. And that meant that that threw off my whole routine. And sometimes my meditation would go out the door. And so then it would be like, you know, mid afternoon, and I would be like, okay, I haven't meditated yet. And even though in my head, I'm like, I should do that, because I know it's good for me, I still might not. And then the next day, I might beat myself up about it because I'm like, I didn't meditate yesterday. And like today, especially if it's a weekend, weekends are harder because I don't have my normal routine. And that's something that I'm working on. But I might be like, Oh, I didn't, I didn't do it yesterday. And so I'll just not do it today. And then it can snowball. (laughs) And this is where, you know, our teacher Susan would talk about and, and kind of not, not kind of joke about, but not really um, the 12 second rule of like, okay, you can, you can be all down on yourself and like be all, you know, poo poo and, and, and be like, ah, you know, I feel bad because I didn't do it, but you can only do that for 12 seconds. And then you gotta, you gotta just get right back up and be like, everything's fine. It is what it is. And I'm going to start fresh the next day. So that's definitely been a challenge. Um, The other thing that I'll say, Connor, is that sometimes, um, you know, we, the idea is to not be attached to any sort of outcome. Mm. And so when you're sitting in practice in meditation and you're just having a hard time, <laughs> your head is just everywhere. I, I mean, I can definitely be sitting there and I'm like constructing an email. I'm thinking about my schedule. I'm like, Oh, I need to do this. And again, that sort of self judgment, um, you know, you can go down into the spiral of that. And, and so you, it's sometimes really hard to let that go. And, and, and so you finish a practice and you're like, oh, that was like really crappy. And no, like you, you just, it's like, that is what it is. That is the practice. Right. And so some days are going to be, you're just going to feel a little more relaxed and you're like, yeah, that really went well. And I really felt like I was in the zone. And then the next day you can be totally like, ah, that was really hard. My head was everywhere. I felt agitated. I was really tired or whatever it is. And that challenge right there, sometimes I can, I can let myself get bummed out and I just have to say, it is what it is. And I'm going to do it again the next day, regardless. That's such good advice for (laughs) someone who is just starting meditation. I mean, it's good advice for everybody, but not to be attached to the outcome and just let go of the self judgment. Cause it's, (sighs) you can go into it just knowing there's going to be ups and downs and there's going to be great practices. And then there's going to be not so great practices. And that's exactly why it's called a practice, right? Yes, exactly. And let me let me just um, add to that, Connor. Uh, you know, especially those of us who, myself included, are those overachievers, right? And so they, you know, I, I want to make sure that I'm doing it right, mm-hmm. and and you know, I'm going to be really good at it. And <laughs> you know, that definitely is not. There's no really, there's no goal here. It it really is to engage in this practice and to to see what open up opens up for you. And and really, in essence, when you are helping your mind, you know, become grounded and less. Um, you know, just all over the place, you're going to be able to step into more of who 
you actually are. And that's really what comes out from this. It comes, you know, you begin to develop a greater awareness of yourself, of how your mind works. And you also develop a greater awareness of, of you know, everything around you, right? And, and that's where insight can come. Um, and that's also where compassion, not only for yourself, but others can come. And then you can start to actually step into more courage and, and more power when it comes to who you are as an individual. Oh, I like that. Develops a greater awareness of self. Yes. That's great. Um, Lynn, would you say meditation is for everyone? Right. Um, no, it, 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 you know, it really is individual. And one of the things too, that we learned in our, in our class is we actually had an expert come and talk about uh, people that have dealt with trauma, for instance, in their life. Um, sometimes when you are sitting in meditation, uh, some of these things can come up. And so um, you definitely want to make sure that you are feeling like you're in a uh, a steady place in terms of your mental health and feeling like, you know, you are, um, you know, if, if you have dealt with, with some really intense things like trauma, you want to make sure that you're going to talk to your healthcare provider and make sure that this would be something that would be safe for you to explore. And if some things come up, then you might need to back off on your practice. There are ways to modify meditation so to make it work for specific individuals, but you just want to be mindful of that. And it's definitely not a panacea, you know, so, you know, for sure, there are lots of great benefits and, you know, everyone can can pretty much sit and breathe, but just depending on your actual, um, you know, some issues that you might have uh, dealt with in terms of your mental health, you want to just make sure that you're in a good place to try it. That's, that wasn't the answer I was expecting. Oh, okay. I yeah. definitely <laughs> thought you were going to say, yes, it's for everyone. So that's interesting that yes. it could actually trigger people yes. that are dealing with trauma. Yes, yes. Now, so, and I mentioned, okay, so it was my therapist, right, uh, who is a PhD psychologist, uh, who gave me the book on mindfulness when I was dealing with depression. And so it definitely can be helpful with a lot of issues like this. So dealing with anxiety, dealing with depression. Um, I think this, there's a stat uh, out there that for those who have dealt with depression, and then begin a mindfulness practice that it can help reduce recurrence of depressive episodes, for instance, which is great, you know, um, you know, coupled with other things, perhaps medication, perhaps exercise, you know, it all kind of works together. Um, but yeah, definitely, it can definitely um, uh, bring things up because you are sitting with yourself, right? You're going inward. And so you just want to be mindful, especially as a teacher, you know, Susan and Jenna take it very serious that this is not just, you know, a willy nilly thing. You know, we are learning how to transmit the technique by sharing it with others. And so we want to make sure that everyone is feeling very safe. And so if we're meditating with a group and someone is particularly agitated or they might, um, you know, some darker things might come up in their mind, you know, if they're going to share that with us afterwards, then that's when we would perhaps, uh, you know, pause there and, and make sure that they have access to um, professionals that would be able to, you know, help them make sure that they're making a good choice for themselves. So meditation is a tool just like anything yes. else. And it can be paired with other things. And it's good to kind of consult your healthcare provider before diving into it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Lynn, before we move on, because I know you're going to do a guided meditation with us. Yes. Before we move on, is there anything else that you'd like to share with us about meditation? Right. Um, well, I would say that, hmm, um, I'm just looking through my notes here. <laughs> you know, one of the really cool things, the, a way to think about this is, um, you know, the, the, Okay, so when we're sitting in practice, the state that we are imprinting, and this is this is from one of our classes. I just I wrote this down because it really uh, 
resonated with me. So what we're imprinting on ourselves as we're doing it is this idea of being relaxed, but also being awake, right? And so I don't know, I just feel like the play between those two things is really kind of, it's like that sweet spot, you know? And so to kind of think of it of like, you definitely want to be like, you know, able to feel grounded and present and focused on whatever it is that you're, you're doing, you know, throughout your day, but you also want to do it in a way that feels, you know, um, relaxed and, and, and at ease and peaceful. Right. So I, I don't know. I really like that way, um, uh, way of thinking about it. Two other quick things is, and this definitely uh, comes directly from Susan's book um, when she talks about, and you'll notice this when I take you through a, a very short practice here is we establish mindfulness of body and that helps us create a sense of stability. And then we establish mindfulness of breath and that can help us create a sense of peace. And then we create, we establish a mindfulness of mind, which then helps us create a sense of spaciousness. And so the idea is that we are sitting with our thoughts. We're okay with our thoughts. We're not, we're not tending to our thoughts. And therefore, they're just sort of over there and, and we can just have more space, right? It, we're creating that space. And I don't know, I just, you know, all those things together, the mindfulness of body, mindfulness of breath, mindfulness of mind, that in essence creates your practice. Um, and then finally, uh, this is also something that we talked about is, you know, life throws a lot at us every day. And so this practice really has the potential to help us have, you know, have this really, um, you know, deep sense of courage uh, to, you know, ride all the waves of life, right? Everything coming at us, you know, so that we, we feel like we can handle that. But we do it in sort of a loose, you know, like I can ride these waves, you know, it's fine. It might be really intense. It might really suck. Um, it might be really hard. But I have that sort of um, fluidity that I can kind of roll with it. And I think that's what meditation can really help us do. Oh, it helps us ride the waves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yes. Lynn, before we go into this guided meditation that you're going to do for us, yes, I would just like to tell our listeners that if you are driving your car right now, <laughs> please, please press pause and wait until you get home or you get to your office or wherever you're going to do this next piece. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, yeah, Lynn, whenever you're ready, you can take it away. Okay. So, um, Connor, can you still hear me? Yes. Okay. All right. I'm just checking because I am going to pull up my little insight timer app and so let me just clarify that the form of meditation that I'm going to share is called shamatha, and it is a practice of tranquility. And um, it's, it's sort of peacefully abiding within oneself. And so it's not necessarily a guided meditation that I'm, I'm offering, but rather I'm going to instruct you in meditation. So we're going to, I'm going to help establish as I mentioned, our body, our mind, and our breath, and then we're going to meditate for just a couple minutes. So real short. Okay. Okay. Sounds great. Um, great, Connor. So we are going to do a little mini meditation together. Uh, really excited to be able to share this with your listeners. We're going to sit in meditation just for a couple of minutes. So uh, this isn't a guided meditation per se, but rather I'm going to help instruct us in meditation. So bring us into posture, get ourselves situated, and then we're going to simply sit for a few moments in silence, and then we'll come out of it. So with that, let's go ahead and take our seat and feel free to sit on the floor. Uh, you might sit on a cushion, and if you prefer, you can go ahead and just sit in a, in a chair. And if you do sit in a chair, you want your feet flat on the floor. Let yourself feel grounded. 
Go ahead and just feel your, feel your sits bones on whatever it is that you're sitting on and let your, let the bottom part of your body just feel heavy, grounded. You're here. We're going to come into our seat. We're going to allow ourselves to sit straight. So we're going to have our back body be strong. Think of the top of your head reaching toward the ceiling. And at the same time, we want our front body to feel relaxed and let your belly be soft. Just notice how you're feeling. You want to relax your shoulders, let your arms come down the side of your body, and you're going to allow your palms to be face down on your thighs, wherever, wherever they feel comfortable doing so. Let them feel grounded as well. And so you want to keep your back straight and your front body soft. Go ahead and you can tuck your chin just a bit so that your neck feels comfortable, so that your chin is parallel with the ground. Relax your jaw. You can have your, your teeth slightly parted. Relax your tongue. And in our shamatha practice, we have our eyes open and you want to cast them downward four to six feet in front of you and take a soft gaze. Let your eyes soften into their sockets. Allow yourself to take in your whole field of vision, but it's not like you're looking at anything in particular. Just keep your eyes soft. And so here we are establishing mindfulness of our bodies. And now we're going to move into mindfulness of breath. We want to bring our attention to the breath. You want to try to feel yourself breathing, feel your body breathing. Where is the physical sensation of the breath for you? Might be in your belly, the air coming in and out. Could be the air moving in and out of your nostrils. Just go ahead and let yourself be with your breath, feel your breath. Keep yourself focused on the breath. And last, we're going to come into mindfulness of mind. And so you're going to continue to have thought. That's what we do. <laughs> and so that's completely okay. Just let yourself continue to have whatever thoughts might be coming up for you. We're just allowing them to be to the side in the next room. You can probably hear that they're there, notice that they're there, but we're not really paying any attention to them. We're developing a softness toward them. And just keep your focus on your breath, feel your breath. And if you happen to become fully absorbed in your thought, completely fine, no problem. Just let it go and start again. Reestablish yourself to your breath. And you can always begin again. That is the practice. When you become aware that you've become absorbed in your thoughts, you simply come back as many times as you need to. That is the practice. So we're going to Go ahead and simply sit together for a minute.
And we can just softly let ourselves come out of our practice. And thank you for sharing your practice with me. Lynn, that was great. (laughs) (laughs) I was nervous. (laughs) So tell me, this, this was new for me doing eyes open. Yes. Different. Yes, it is different. (laughs) Right. So just really briefly, um, it's new for me as well. I think that uh, when most people think meditation, you're like, oh, right, eyes closed and just sitting there and trying to clear your head. Um, So with the shamatha technique, um, right, so you keep a soft gaze. And I have really enjoyed getting into it, quite frankly. And so couple of things for the reason behind this is uh, it helps you not fall asleep as much, right? So when you do sit in meditation, sometimes it can get kind of boring and you might fall asleep, especially if you're tired um, with your eyes open. Uh, there's less of that uh, potentially happening. And also it's less of a kind of like, okay, I'm closing my eyes and I'm, I'm like moving to another place to meditate. And then that's separate from like life. And so when we have our eyes open, it's kind of like just a better training to kind of keep steady, if you will. And then, you know, it's less like I'm exiting and then coming back to my life. You're just like, you're just learning this, you know, practice within your life. So yeah, it's really, it's really been kind of cool. I like it. Yes. That's the thing that I like the most about is exactly what you just said is it's easier for me to apply what we just did to my real life because my eyes are open and I can just let the world fall away a little bit. Yes. Around me. Yes. Yes. I love that. Yeah. So Lynn, I have one more question for you and we'll wrap up. Yeah. This is a question we ask all of our guests and it's what does being a warrior mean to you? Oh, I, I love the night, the name of your podcast. First of all, I think it's awesome. And I would have to say that hmm, not being afraid to step into fully being you. Um, and I say that because I have a ton of self doubt and I struggle with, you know, feeling, you know, I feel fearful so much of the time. And so, um, You know, when I think warrior, I think that, you know, just being who you are and not being, you know, just being unapologetic and just stepping into whatever gifts that you might be able to share, you know, that are special to you. And I think, you know, it's funny that we're talking about meditation because I think meditation can really be a vehicle for helping you do exactly that. Right. So it's just becoming more of who you are. And so that's my answer. (laughs) I love it. Be unapologetically yourself. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And then lastly, Lynn, where can people find you and hook up with you? Sure, absolutely. So I am, my website is lynnmariecurry.com. And so that is L-Y-N-N, my middle name, which is Marie, M-A-R-I-E. And my last name is curry, C-U-R-R-Y.com. Um, I um, definitely like to share things on my website and, um, I am frequently on Instagram. I try to do a little daily post related to mindfulness and meditation. And my handle on Instagram is the same. It's Lynn Marie Curry. So those are the two places where you can definitely find me. Uh, one of the things that I'm really excited about is the fact that now that I've um, received my certification and being able to um, instruct meditation, I am going to be offering uh, daily meditation online for anyone who wants to hook in. Uh, We're going to use the Zoom platform. And so 
if you just want to visit my profile on Instagram, I'm going to be updating the link there and letting people know, um, you know, it'll probably be a little different time every day. I'm going to try to be consistent with it. So it just really kind of depends on my schedule and when I can fit it in amidst all of the other things. But um, I really would love to share this with more people and at least just help them get started and really build community like we talked about just, um, you know, I think that's where the magic can really happen where we can share with one another. It's like, oh, yeah, this is what I'm noticing. And this is how it's working for me. And this is how I'm building my practice. And so that's really my intention. So watch Watch for little updates and notifications on my Instagram uh, for those opportunities. Guys, I follow next to nobody on Instagram, and I follow <laughs> Lynn. <laughs> so if you're not following Lynn, you should. She puts out awesome content very regularly. So she's a great person to follow. Oh, Connor, I would say the ditto if you're not following <laughs> Connor at, let's see, what's your handle? CC, uh, CC Edelbrock. That's right. Yes. Connor puts out excellent content as well. So no, absolutely. And you know, it's just funny, this whole idea of social media and technology and the fact that, you know, I can meet someone in Australia and we can meditate together through our computers. It's just kind of crazy. So I, you know, certainly... Um, and I, I think that you guys are going to probably do an episode on, you know, uh, you know, using technology in a way that is not overwhelming to oneself, but there's just so many great opportunities that come through it as well. So connection yes. is definitely one of them. Yes. Um, Lynn, any last words? I am good. I am just so thankful. I am excited that you are developing this podcast and I can't wait to see where else you take it. Awesome. It was so great chatting with you today. Thank you so much. Thanks, Connor. We'll see you at the gym. All right. Bye, Lynn. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode of the Weekly Warrior Podcast, please leave us a review and share it with a friend. You can follow us on Instagram at Weekly Warrior Podcast or find us on Facebook. Please stay tuned every Friday when we will release a new episode.